This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Good evening and happy Mother's Day, Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, welcoming you to this Sunday night broadcast of Road School Moms Live. And I'm the co-founder of Full-Time Families and Road Schooling Mom to four beautiful kiddos. As always, every Sunday night, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, also a full-time RRV and mama to four road schoolers. I'm the creator over at roadtripteacher.com, your resource for destination-based curriculum and educational resources for traveling homeschooling families. Our crew, which I like to call the Road School 101 crew, also chronicles our travels over at diaryofaroadmom.com, so we'd love to have you follow us over there. Our Road School Moms team is coming to you live again, uh, one of our last few weeks that both of us are going to be here in uh, Florida, but we are so happy to join you from wherever in the world you are. If you are new to Road School Moms, I want to take just a minute and welcome you from KTNI. We are so happy you're here. Um, just want to remind you there are many ways to get connected with our community uh, during our um, during our live broadcast, there's a chat window that happens over, uh, it's a chat, chat tango window, happens during our live show over at roadschoolmoms.com. We invite you to go there and tell us where you're tuning in from. It's a great place for you to follow along with the show format. If you have questions um, for our interview, during the interview process, it's a great place to post your questions, any questions that you have for KTRI, um, or, you know, just a great place to have fellowship and chat with other road school moms tuning in from around the country. We also have a Facebook group. Um, that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash road school moms. We invite you to join us there for support and encouragement every day of the week. Um, and as always, each Sunday we encourage you to upload pictures from your road school week to that face group group. Facebook group, and we'll remind you it doesn't always have to be on Sundays. We love to see your road school pictures whatever day of the week that it's easy for you to share for the, with that. We would love to see them, so we want to welcome you. And Kimberly, I'm so happy to talk to you on this Mother's Day weekend. How did your day go? Well, you know, Mother's Day, it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Can I just say that out loud? Can I just, yeah, um, you know, Sometimes pull the, the curtain pressure. back? Yeah, and say, yeah. you know, Mary Beth, you and I always talk about expectations, and uh, two or three mm-hmm. weekends ago, we coined a new um, slogan for Road School Moms, our expectations are out of whack, <laughs> and uh, and the same holds true when it comes to these massive holidays like Mother's Day, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I went to church and I cried today, uh, as you know, uh, we lost my mother-in-law, and this Gosh, this was so raw. This was such a raw day um, for our household with her missing. It was just, you know, it, it was just such a punctuation that she was not here. It was just, it's just I know. crazy. And then, um, and then Mother's Day, you know, the expectations, like I said, they're so high. And and uh, and you know, God love them. Uh, men, they try. They really do try in their own ways. <laughs> and, uh, you know, missing the mark on Mother's Day is just a common theme that I've been hearing 
and and uh, so it's a hard day. I, I I can't say that I would be totally upset if uh, if it wasn't a day. <laughs> I can't say that. Yeah, it's a hard day. I think it's a hard day for. Um, I don't know. It can be a hard day for a lot of reasons when you've lost someone, whether it's your mother or a mother-in-law or a motherly figure or someone that's been special to you in that motherly way. Of course, that's hard. I think there are a lot of people that, um, you know, there's mother issues or they maybe they've not been a mother in a traditional way or they've lost a child or um, even if you have other children and you've lost a child, it's a, I mean, it really is a reflection of a hard time for a lot of people and it's not you know, it's not all always those pink and red roses like you see on the card, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I was uh I was um wallowing this morning. <laughs> for lack of a better word. And uh I just asked God to to give me bring me to mind some other mothers that I could pray for because this wallowing was getting nothing accomplished and what came to mind was um, you know, mothers uh who are struggling with infertility right now. You know, mm-hmm. with, um, yes. women that are desperate to be mothers and struggling with infertility, or the mother who is the mother of a young child and recently divorced or widowed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of these struggles that um, so many mothers, or or you know, or just a million different scenarios, and you name some too. And my heart just goes out to all of them who uh, struggle with this day. It's like it's like, I don't know, I don't want to say, you know, once you're married, Valentine's Day becomes Valentine's Day, and, and you don't have that struggle anymore as a single woman with Valentine's Day. And then, you then you know, what you give up by being married with Valentine's Day, you gain back with Mother's Day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I have to tell you uh, three things. Number one, I toyed with, I mean, you and I haven't got to talk today like we normally do for before our show, but I'll tell you, I toyed call, uh, calling you this morning because I did think about Karen this morning, and I did think about you and Chris, of course, and, and all your whole family, um, but I didn't want to make you cry, so I didn't call, <laughs> but I was thinking about you, so I'm glad I didn't make you cry, and uh, you know, I'll have to tell you because I didn't set crazy expectations. So it's the first time in a while I can say this. You know, my Mother's Day was it was good, I have to say, and I have to tell this really quickly. Uh, two things. Number well, three things. Number one, we went to church. I did not stress. I always stress about what everybody's wearing. You know how I am. I want everybody to have on similar colors. I want everybody this and that. And I was so worried because you know Taylor doesn't like to wear a dress, and I get crazy about you know wearing a dress to church. Yada yada. So she put on a dress, and I heard her tell someone that she wore a dress. Somebody said, oh, Taylor, you look so nice. And I wore this dress for my mom. It's Mother's Day. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. So I didn't say anything about it. She wore the dress. That was number one thing. And then later, my kiddos made these crazy little cards. You know how we all love the things our kids made. But um, So Tyler gave me a thing of chocolate-covered raisins. It's my favorite movie food, and we're planning a movie this week. He gave me a box of chocolate-covered raisins and attached a note that said, thanks for raising me up. Oh my gosh. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but that just it sealed my day. I was like, this is like the best day ever because of chocolate covered raisins. I don't know. It just did it for me. I was like, simple, uncomplicated. Loved it. So and oh, oh and the other happy. thing I was gonna I yeah, honorable mention I wanted to say, I can't say how much and I know I always feel like I'm your cheerleader with you know, with full time families in our community and our road school mom community, but um 
for all the road school moms that took a t their time today to text me and say, hey, happy Mother's Day. And I, I, I seriously got so many road school mom texts today, and I absolutely love that. And um, I got to spend the day with another FTF family. So, you know, I'm especially loving our community tonight because it really did make my day special from wherever in the world I am tonight. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. And I, too, got um, a wonderful amount of text, and that was so heartwarming to me. And, you know, every year we host the FDF Annual Mother's Day Essay Contest. So a big chunk of my day today went to reading the hundreds of submissions that we got um, in all the different categories for Mother's Day. And, wow, that was it was wonderful. It, it's such a gift, you know. I know that um, it's a contest, and there's a there's a prize for for one lucky mom that we will announce later in the broadcast. But what a gift it is to me to read all of those. The privilege to be able to be a part of uh, how your kiddos feel about you is it, it, it's just beyond words for me. And I just appreciate so much the opportunity to be a part of that. Uh, I will give you uh, also at the end of the broadcast uh, a smattering of some of the submissions. It's just cute beyond words. I loved every minute of it. So good things, wait. all good things. Hey, this is a crazy busy week over at FTF, speaking of. Uh, we just came off the Mother's Day essay contest, and now tomorrow, Monday, we are hosting a um, a healthcare on the road free webinar. So if you are on the road or planning to get on the road, um, I suggest you go to fulltimefamilies.com and right there on the front page in the latest from the blog, you'll see the details on that free webinar that Chris and I is going to be hosting tomorrow. And we're going to be talking about all different options, affordable options for healthcare on the road that you can partake in. So um, if that's something of interest for you, then that's that's you should uh, definitely tune in tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All the details are there at fulltimefamilies.com. Also, did you see that Laura Hamilton, the expedition leader for the FTF Explorers Group, is going to be hosting a full-time families rally in Colorado? I did. I was waiting for you to say it. I wanted to blurt that out in the first two seconds because I'm so <laughs> excited about the opportunity for everybody out west to have that meetup. How exciting. That is really exciting for me because, you know, we have a lot of FTF stuff going on the East Coast, and I always feel like, gosh, it's so good when we can serve both coasts or in the middle or anything. And um, Jellystone, who we have had a rally with before, reached out and said, when can you guys come back? We want to host you again. And we are never ones to look a gift horse in the mouth. We said, oh, we'll work on that right away. And Laura stepped up immediately and said, I'll run it. And uh, before I knew it, like in a week, we had a rally. And so uh, it's currently in early bird registration for lifetime and charter members, and it goes on for a general registration on May 10th. That's in two days. So look for that also on the website and figure out how you can register a superhero rally in Colorado with Laura. I, I can't believe I'm going to miss it. I just, you know. I know. I just, but, oh. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> you know, I've already looked at the mileage. I'm like, hmm, how is this far? Is this from here to there? I have so too. far, That's not so really. funny. That's so funny. Then well, you know, we could always get on a plane. Yes, I know. Because we could do that. We could do that. The other super exciting news is um, this episode and the next four episodes are sponsored by our very good friends at Time for Learning. If you've been tuning into Road School Moms, then you know that Mary Beth and I are both Time for Learning curriculum users. It's an online, all-encompassing curriculum that you can use as your 
single curriculum or as an add-on to curriculums, however you like to use it. Um, it's a great tool, and they are our sponsors. So I'm going to be playing a commercial in a few minutes. But tell me, Mary Beth, how you use Time for Learning in your rig. I mean, you know, Time for Learning, we have, uh, this is our fourth year with Time for Learning. I use it across the board for all four of my kiddos this year. That would include a first grader, third grade, fifth grade, and, or no, I'm sorry, I got my kids mixed up. First grade, fourth grade, sixth grade, and eighth grade. Um, so we are using the both the early elementary, the later elementary, and a middle school curriculum for that for this year. And we use it really just kind of for our core of the day. Um, all of my kiddos love the language arts. They All four of my kiddos absolutely love LA Extensions. Um, I also use it just kind of as the, the basis for their math. I use that as a guideline um, throughout the year. And then uh, my kiddos, different ones do science and social studies depend on kind of how they like to learn. So we really do utilize the whole curriculum. My kiddos love the playground. They love to watch, you know, build up their time. Um, they love the art portion of it that was um, that's also available if you um, like that. They love the reading, or I'm sorry, the writing, um, the writing prompts that you can submit. Um, so, so we really um, take advantage of the full curriculum over at Time for Learning. It's something that we believe strongly in, and um, we, we like it a lot. Yes, yeah, so I want you to listen to this commercial uh, from Time for Learning, and in it you're going to hear a special promo code. If you're intrigued and you want to know what Mary Beth's talking about with the playground or LA extensions or any of it, you're going to have the opportunity for a free trial. So t listen to this commercial, and it will give you the details. Time for Learning is a fully customizable, fully scalable online homeschool curriculum. With features like automated reporting, adjustable grade levels, and award-winning service, Time for Learning helps customize a curriculum to meet your individual child's needs. From pre-K to 12th grade, you can give your children the tools to work independently, study confidently, and excel in the safety and comfort of their own home, even if it's on wheels. Instill a can-do attitude towards learning in your child. Time for Learning combines the technology kids love with the education they need to make learning fun. Visit timeforlearning.com today and enter promo code ROADSCHOOLER to begin your free trial. So a big shout out and thank you to, for Time for Learning for sponsoring the broadcast. And we really do hope that all of our listeners will go and support the sponsors for us. And um, go and go get your free trial. And all you have to do is enter that promo code ROADSCHOOLER. Pretty cool. Yes, it is. Great curriculum. So tonight's show is a special Mother's Day edition, and um, we talked about Mother's Day, but we haven't talked about mothers yet. And I have noticed uh, in talking to thousands of FTF families that uh, there is a curious relationship that mothers and daughters have with one another. Um, uh, attention possibly at times, definitely lack of understanding on each other's part at times. And so, um, what we did is we reached out to uh, an award-winning best-selling author to kind of go through what's going on in this relationship and kind of give us each, all the listeners tonight and all our podcast listeners, the gift of a new understanding for that relationship because this is really one of the most important relationships in your entire life. And the most enriching that you can make it should really be your goal, to have a really enriching relationship with your mother, if at all possible. So um, tonight we have Dr. Linda Mintel. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a clinical social worker, professor, 
author, and national speaker. Oh, she's a busy lady. She holds a Ph.D. in urban health and clinical psychology. She's the best-selling author of more than 15 books, including the one we're going to discuss tonight, I Love My Mother, But, and I love this one too, Mary Beth, I Married You, Not Your Family. (laughs) (laughs) Josh Mintel appears regularly on several national television radio shows and is a network news contributor. She and her family live in Virginia. And for more information, you can go to DrLindaHelps.com. Dr. Linda, thank you so much for taking the time to join us tonight on Road School Moms. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, and happy Mother's Day to everybody who's listening who's a mom. Great to be here. Same to you. Same to you. Now, we talked about this a little in the intro. Um, tell, me, tell me, why do you feel the topic of mother-daughter relationships is so important? Well, you said something that was right on, and that is that the, this relationship is probably one of the most powerful and intimate relationships you can have. I mean, think about it. You come from your mother um, physically if if you're born um, from your mom. If not, I have an adopted child, so he came from my heart, not just from my body. But um, whatever it is, moms are very, very important at the beginning, and so are dads. But typically moms spend more time. They shape uh, the roles of their kids and how they grow and they develop. And because of that, that intimacy that is really special between a mom and a child, it really impacts all the other relationships you have. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking about this is because the way you deal with your mom, we're going to focus really on moms. Dads are part of this too. But the way you deal with your mom, you learn how to be with her, you learn how to be your own person in the context of who she is, really sets the stage for all your other relationships. And so what I see is I have people who didn't work through the issues with their moms, and then later on in life, they find out that they're still struggling in other relationships. So really important to get it right with your mom, to work through that relationship, have a healthy intimacy so that you can go out from your original family and really become a great partner for someone else. Dr. Linda, I love that explanation. That that really comes together for me. I know that you recently lost your mother. How? What kind of an impact did that have on you? Yeah, it's a really, I mean, it's something that we know we're all going to do at some point in our lives, but when you really are with her at the end, it's very powerful because there's a moment where you start to realize that you're kind of it, that there's nobody in front of you paving the way, talking to you, helping you along the way, giving you wisdom, all those things, mentoring. I had a great relationship with my mom. So when I lost her, I felt like, okay, now I'm it. And I'm the one kind of in charge now with my kids and having to um, pave the way and be that wisdom, that wise person. And it's just a tremendous loss. Anybody who's lost their mom knows there's just, again, it's one of those those losses that deeply, deeply impacts you. And as everybody was posting pictures on Facebook and all the social media, I posted an old one of my mom because I thought, you know, there are just moments when I wish I could have a conversation with her or when something great happens to my daughter or my son, I wish I could call her up and just say, hey, and she would have funny things to say, and she would always be there when I needed her. So it's it's just a tremendous loss when you lose your mom. Now, I realize that there are people who have had difficult issues and a difficult relationship with their mom, and one of the things that I, I talk to women about is, please, no matter how bad it is, try to do what you can while your mom is still alive. Because one of the things I see is when your mom passes on, 
all of those unresolved issues and the guilt sometimes that you have for not dealing with things, for not bringing up issues, that really comes back to uh, be an issue for you. So if you've got your mom still alive and there are problems, I hope one of the things we can do is encourage anyone listening to just, you know, pick up the phone or write a nice note or try to work through whatever the issues are because in the long run, you'll never be sorry that you tried. That's such a great reminder, and I, I really do hope all our listeners take this to heart. Um, during the years that you were in practice, did you find that the mother-daughter relationship was a common therapy topic? It was, and that's part of what inspired the book is because I kept seeing so many adult women having to deal with issues in their current relationships that a lot of times they could trace back to relationships with their moms. So here's here's one of the things I would tell um, couples all the time. They'd come in and they'd be working through things. We would go through their original family relationships to begin the couples therapy. And often what you find, well, almost every time, you find this pattern of however they related to their mothers, and again, their fathers were part of this too, but particular women with their moms, those patterns of relating, if they were conflict avoidant, if they were anger issues, if they were, you know, sort of depressed and not, you know, able to speak out because of maybe fear or control or even in some cases abuse, if they had an alcoholic parent, then all of that affects the way that you deal with other people when you go out. So sometimes when I'd have a a woman come in uh, for therapy and, and her husband wouldn't come in, I would say, well, bring in your mom and your dad, and we can work from that angle, and we can actually improve the marriage by working on that original family. And they kind of look at me and go, what? But it honestly is, is true because we learn these patterns of how to deal with intimate people in our original families, and again, we carry them on then into our other relationships. So um, it has a huge impact, and you can't just sort of deny that your mom was was impactful for you. You can't just cut off from your relationship with your mom and go, well, I'm just going to cut off. It's too problematic. It's not going to affect me anymore. And I'm just going to go out and be this independent person. When people try to do that, it doesn't work. They really have to go back and try to work through that relationship the best they can. Now, I think this is so interesting. You mentioned um, that feminists say that we marry our moms. Do you think this is true? <laughs> I, when I was in training, I had a, a group of feminists that I trained with at Georgetown, and they would always say that to me. And I used to think, well, I think you marry parts of your mom and parts of your dad. I think, you know, both parents deeply affect you um, in terms of that learning, those patterns of learning. But certainly there is a lot more of our moms in us a lot of times when we become moms than we sometimes want to acknowledge. I had this coffee cup at work and it had a, a picture of a, a woman shrieking and the the caption on it was it was like she was yelling ah i am my mother <laughs> and we've all had those moments where you know we're we're doing something we're saying something to our child or we're doing something and we go oh my goodness that's just like what my mom said or just what my mom would have done so there are parts of our mom that are in us and what happens when we go into a relationship with somebody we look for that familiarity. We look for the, the patterns that we grew up with that are familiar to us. And so if we have a certain type of relationship with our mom, we may look for that relationship in a partner as we're going into um, our future relationship. So I think that's part of it is we marry what's familiar to us. That doesn't mean it's always healthy, 
but it's sometimes um, it's usually familiar, even if it's not healthy. Oh my gosh, I've had so many of those moments. I can't like I can't believe that just came out of my <laughs> mouth. I sounded just like my mother. Uh, right, things you thought you'd never do or say, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Thought, I'll never do that when I'm a mom, and then you end up doing right. it. Um, when we were prepping for this show, we reached out to our Facebook group and we asked them, in one word, please describe the relationship with your mother. And I have to say that the responses that we got were all over the gamut um, mm-hmm. from strange, awesome, mm-hmm. non-existent, loving mm-hmm. and supportive, emotionally estranged, controlling, complicated, mm-hmm. supportive, generous, exhausting, uh, none, imaginary, non-existent, BFF, foundation, mm-hmm. absent, frustrating, manipulative. If um, What happens? Now, so that's like, let's say that's 50-50 with people having a good supportive relationship with their mothers and then people have, struggling with their mothers. What happens if you are struggling with your mother and you ignore the problems in your mother-daughter relationship? It, it just repeats, and that's the point of what, we, what we've been talking about is that you can't really ignore it because you don't learn then how to deal with conflict. You don't learn how to control your own emotions in the middle of a difficult relationship. You don't learn how to deal with a very difficult person sometimes. Um, if the person is, if your mom's difficult, you don't learn how to try to address conflict. So all of that plays in, and if you just try to ignore it and move on, those patterns just repeat. And we, we're not always aware of that. We're not always aware that our patterns are repeating in our other relationships, but they do. So I am a big um, promoter of do whatever you can. Now, here's the thing. You can't control somebody else, but you can control your reaction to that person. And I'm real aware that when I try to get daughters to do the work of trying to reconcile with their moms or have a relationship with their mom or go back and try to deal with some of the wounds and the difficulties that have come up in their life, it takes two people to reconcile a relationship. So you can't always make your mom reconcile with you if you've been estranged or you've had problems. But a lot of times you can really change the relationship and the way it's going if you work on your reactions to your mom and you start to make some changes in the, the way you respond and the way that you begin to see her. And that's where I, I tell women to focus. One of the biggest things that helps, and this is something that's there's a, there's a little section in the book, is I think it really helps to try to understand who your mom is as a woman. So looking at the type of life that she grew up in, the family that she had, the the difficulties in her life, the challenges, the problems that she dealt with and maybe she hasn't resolved, maybe the woundings that have been in her life, and maybe she's never addressed those things. And what happens if you don't address those things, then we tend to pass them on to our children and we tend to have problems with our own kids when we don't address the things that have happened to us prior to that. So... One of the, one, when, you, when you think about looking at your mom, a lot of times what we do is we have this like snapshot of her just at the moment. Whatever's going on, you know, we're hurt, we're wounded, we're just angry, we're upset, and we don't try to look at who she is in a bigger picture. So what I tell women is imagine if you, you just took a picture on your phone and you just took the shot, you'd only see so much. But if you put the panoramic view on your phone, you would take a picture of maybe that same person. Suddenly you'd see where they're standing, 
what's around them. You'd have some kind of context to where that person is. And I think that's what empathy really is. It's really looking at your mom and trying to understand who she is as a woman. That doesn't mean that you're excusing um, bad behavior if she's acting poorly to you, but it certainly does give you some kind of empathetic view as you get older to understand maybe why she's struggling and maybe why your relationship is struggling. So I think it's real helpful if you're having problems with your mom just to sit down with her and talk about what her life was like growing up and what challenges she she encountered. And did she ever have anybody to help her with that or how did she deal with those things? Sometimes that type of empathy helps you then when you're trying to go forward in the relationship. I love that. That brings such a new light to it to me. It's so common sense, and I, I love those explanations. Now, what if um, what if you have these issues and your mom is not alive? How, you know, how do you resolve those issues then? Yeah, that that is hard, and there is a, there's a little bit in the book about that because I did want to address that because what happens is we have a lot of unfinished business. One of the things I was so grateful about is that I my mom was ill, and I, and I had a lot of time to talk through a lot of things and to make sure that we didn't leave anything unfinished. And that's really, really important. But I'm also very aware that there are a lot of women who don't have that opportunity and left the relationship in a in maybe a, a bad condition or, you know, there wasn't they weren't talking or they weren't um really having the type of closeness that they wanted because of some hurts and wounds that they they didn't ever resolve. So if that's the case, I think it's really helpful to sort of list it out and to maybe go down the list. And I think certainly prayer is a place that you can get a lot of comfort and a lot of healing in your own relationship. One of the things that a lot of times we have to do is we have to just forgive our moms, forgive them for not being perfect, forgive them for not always meeting our needs, forgive them for letting us down at times and disappointing us. You know, one of the reasons that we struggle with our moms so much is because we have these unrealistic expectations that moms are always going to be there, they're always going to say the right thing, they're always going to show us this unconditional love, they're always going to, you know, give us exactly what we need when we need it. And, you know, moms are imperfect people too. And so if you can go through a list of things and you can pray through a list and you can ask you know, you can forgive her and then maybe ask the Lord to forgive you for some of the ways that maybe you treated her. I think a lot of healing can happen. I've seen it over and over where women go through a list of things and they pray and they choose forgiveness and then they choose to give grace to the situation and they can sort of finish the business um, that they didn't get to do with their moms. But you can certainly do that with God. And he hears your cries. He knows your heart, and he listens to that, um, those things, and he provides a type of healing to you um, when you cry out to him. So that is something that I think is real helpful. Well, that's really powerful stuff. And I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mind while we're having this broadcast, just praying that this reaches all the hearts of all the women out there who are struggling with their moms right now. Um, because I know it's it's a common thing. It's a really common mm-hmm. thing. In your book, you talk about uh, relationships that are overly close and then those that are mm-hmm. disconnected. 
you say we need a balance of closeness and separateness. And I know that this is a struggle that I personally have with my mom. I go, you know, all in one week and then mm-hmm. I'm not interested the next week. <laughs> what if that doesn't happen? And and how do you create a balance? Well, so so the job of every daughter is to try to figure out who she is in the context of her mom. So we're we're always trying to figure out as we're growing, we're getting more and more independent. We're trying to do what we call in therapy, we we call it finding your own voice. So beginning to figure out what do I think, what do I believe, um, you know, what are my ideas about the world. Um, certainly our parents raise us with values, but we kind of have to work through those values and decide, you know, what we think is right in the in the long run. So our job is to begin what we call in therapy separating from our mom. But the mistake people make is they think in order to separate, you have to somehow get away from your mom or you have to somehow the separation process is really tough, so I'm not going to have my own thoughts. And so what happens as we're separating, we're supposed to stay attached to our, our moms as we're doing that process. Sometimes what happens is we get a little afraid in that process, so we get a little bit too dependent. We get a little bit too sticky, I call it, or too close to our moms where we're we're not really thinking our own thoughts. We're checking with her all the time for our decisions. We're afraid if we are upset, we can't tell her. We don't want to confront her. We don't want to hurt her feelings. Maybe we have moms that are, are struggling so much that we never want to challenge them or say anything. What happens then is you become a little bit too close where you can't figure out who you are versus who your mom is and you're constantly leaning on her and dependent on her, that's out of balance because part of our job is to figure out who we are in the connection we have with her. On the other extreme, what happens is people just cut off, and they say, um, it's too tough with my mom, it's too complicated, she's too controlling, I can't figure it out, and they they just opt out of the relationship where they get away from their moms. And that's, again, the wrong approach because... Our work is to figure out how to stay in that relationship, figure out what our own voice is in that relationship, and then set those appropriate boundaries where at times we're saying, you know, Mom, no, I really can't do that, or I don't really feel the same way you do. I appreciate your point of view, but this is the way I'm going to do things. And honestly, that's a lot harder than just either avoiding your mom or saying nothing. So the work we always have in any relationship is to be ourselves in that relationship, but also be able to incorporate another person into it. So that's a fine balance that you're always working on in relationships is there are times when you want to accommodate someone else, but then other times when it's really important that you take a stand and you stand up for what you believe. So that work is ongoing in most mother-daughter relationships. And what you tend to see is people either kind of giving in all the time or moving away from their moms rather than doing the tough work of defining yourself in that relationship with your mom. So when you scratch the surface, to me it seems so obvious, but it's the golden question, I guess, for me. Why does it seem like that mothers and daughters always, always butt heads like no other two people on the planet <laughs> can? <laughs> a lot of times we're a lot alike. You know, that's that's the issue is it's almost like seeing a mirror sometimes um, and the the very thing that you're struggling with you see in your mom too. So I think that's part of it is that – but it's what we're talking about. It's that fight to, to be independent but to still – 
to have a connection with your mom. And, you know, when the mom has to really work on that because as your, as your child grows, they, they do become a little bit more dependent. Every stage of parenting is different. You know, I remember when my kids were very, very little, I was very much in physical control of them and, and directing their emotions. And then as they get a little bit older, they start to think a lot more for themselves. They're, they're getting a little bit more independent. You have to keep growing with them, letting them make their own mistakes as they get a little bit older even and try to figure things out. And then as they get into college, it even gets even more tricky because you kind of have to sit back and a lot of times you have to watch them struggle with things because you know they're going to they're gonna grow if they do that and you can't be telling them what to do all the time. So this shifting and changing that happens as we grow with our kids Moms have to make those adjustments and changes too. So I've got, I've got college students right now and, you know, I can't treat them like I did when they were younger because I'm going to be looked at as controlling and telling them what to do because they're in a stage of life where they're trying to figure out what their identity is and what they think and believe. They're in a, a stage where they're making their faith their own, even though I'm so thankful my, my kids share, um, my faith that that's a good thing, but I still have to let them figure out on their own and it's real tempting as a mom you can see the mistakes they're going to make you can you know you've been down that path you know that certain choices they're making may not be the best but sometimes you have to to sit back and let them do it and then just be there to help guide them and direct them so if we don't make that shift with our kids as they're growing up this is where problems begin to happen where we're either too controlling with them or we're too permissive and i am not a believer in moms being best friends with their their kids. I think you you develop a friendship as your children get older and it begins to shift when they get in their 20s and then 30s and 40s. But I don't think at at any point that you I think you have to be really careful to always hold the line that you are their parent. You're not going to be in the same type of equal relationship like you would be with a friend. You can be you can have a great friendship. I I would think most of my kids if they were on the line with you would say my mom, we're friends, but we're, we're good friends. But it's still, I'm still their mom, and I still have certain lines of authority and certain ways, things that I don't share with them um, that I keep only to my husband, that kind of thing. So I think we have to be really careful again. It kind of gets back to boundaries and making sure we're all keeping those in appropriate ways. Yes, I, I loved everything you said right there. That's so important, you know, to to re- to keep those boundaries in place because um, like you said, this is a really, really important, pivotal relationship in your life, and it needs to be really healthy. Um, so so you mentioned in the beginning uh, writing a letter, but how else can women start working through their relationships with their mothers? You know, I think one of the things is have the courage to make the first move. There's a there's a line in there. When, when moms and, and daughters are, are fighting or struggling, you know, maybe you get hurt by something your mom does. Then there's this tendency to go, well, you know what, she hurt me. I'm not calling her. I'm not going to bring this up. You know, she's the one who hurt me. This can go either way. Moms do this to daughters all the time too. But if you sit in that place, uh, the line I have in the book says, only children fight about who goes first. And I think when when we're a little bit older and we're trying to deal with our moms, if you've been hurt, and and I look at Matthew 18, which talks about when you're in a conflict with anybody, the scripture tells us we go to that person. We don't sit around and wait. We don't try to, you know, say, well, she hurt me, so she's coming to me first. 
We just make the first move and we go. So if anybody is listening and they've, you know, kind of had a difficult day because there's a lot of tension in the relationship, a lot of conflict, the best thing you can do to start is just go to her and to say, you know what, we're we're kind of in a weird place or things are uncomfortable or we haven't talked much and I want to do what I can to make that right. And one of the things that we can always do is to say, look, if there's something I've done that, that I've hurt you, I want to know and let's talk about it and I want to ask my, I want to ask you for forgiveness if I've done that. You know, that's humbling yourself and recognizing in a relationship that you're not perfect, you probably made mistakes, and the best thing is, again, to go talk about it. Um, I think one of the biggest problems is when we avoid conflict and we don't deal with our moms or our daughters directly and we kind of sit and we stew and we talk to other people, but we don't talk to the people involved. So first thing is, if you're really struggling, pray, get some courage, make the first move, and then go and start dealing with whatever the issue is. You, You can't do this by yelling at each other, by going in and accusing the other person of something. I, you know, I've got a whole book on conflict. It's called We Need to Talk. And it's all about conflict styles and how do you deal with conflict because a lot of us are not really good at dealing with conflict in our in our relationships. And so we have to know that you start soft, that you speak the truth in love, that you have a lot of grace, you don't start yelling at somebody, you talk about how you feel and use I statements and there's all these, you know, nice guidelines and try to deal with conflict. But I think that is really the issue. When I hear mothers and daughters tell me that they haven't talked to each other in years, it just it really saddens me. Because I think you're missing something that is so important in your life. And unfortunately, people realize that when they lose their mothers. So again, I'm urging you, if your mother is alive, whatever it is, you know, call a truce. Um, you know, when you're when you're in a tug of rope with somebody, one of the ways you get out of a tug a tug of rope a, a, a tug of war is to just drop the rope. So for some people listening, you know, they just have to say, "I'm going to choose to forgive her. I'm not going to hold on to offense because that's not going to help you to hold on to offense because resentment and bitterness just takes you into a bad place. It physically hurts you, it emotionally hurts you, and it spiritually hurts you." So let go of what that is, ask for forgiveness, and try to make some kind of repair with your mom. Try to start with something really small. Have a positive moment. Maybe, you know, go out and do something fun together where you're not talking about really difficult issues and try to build some positivity into your relationship. And for some people, they have to do that in small bits. You know, maybe just a five-minute conversation or a quick visit just to say, hey, I just wanted to say I love you, I'm here, just wanted to drop in, give you a note, and then, you know, make it quick and and easy so you can start building some positive things. Because if you don't have any positive moments in your relationship with your mom, when you have a problem, there's no there's no reserve, there's nothing to go on. You're just in a negative mode all the time, and then it just creates more negativity. So you've got to start building some positive moments. And I hope today, somebody, every, anybody who's listening, I hope you had some positive moment. Even with the worst moms, 
you know, you can honor your mom on Mother's Day by just thanking her for choosing life for you and giving you the chance to be here. Um, and maybe that seems like a little thing, but maybe that's the beginning step to building something that you can build on that's positive. It's it's hard work. I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna say it's not. But if you just really are dedicated to I'm gonna watch my own anger, I'm gonna calm myself down, I'm gonna offer grace, I'm gonna listen really carefully, I'm you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pray for self control and to really be patient and, and to exercise all the fruit of the spirit of kindness and patience and long suffering, the things that are really important in a relationship and step by step, we're going to try to make this better every day. Um, and in the worst cases, go in and find a, a Christian therapist and, you know, go get some help with this and have a mediator who can help work you work you through the issues. I've done that with lots and lots of mother-daughter's pairs. And it's it's just so rewarding at the end of this when mothers and daughters can work through their issues and develop a closeness they never had. Um, it's just a wonderful thing. Wow, those are really great points to ponder. I I um, wrote several of those down, and I'm going to be referring to those um, daily for a while just to check myself. Now, what do you say, because I know that we've got probably, like I could say we've got one road school mom, but I'm sure that there's more than one sitting out there who's listening and thinking, okay, but she doesn't really know my mother. What do you say? Yeah. What do you say to that? <laughs> you know, I just say that nothing's really impossible. Again, you can... You can make the move and you can keep offering the olive branch. You know, you can keep trying to engage. Um, and you might be getting, you might get, you might get rebuffed over and over or you might try an interaction with your mom and then it just goes poorly again. But here's the thing. As a, as a family therapist, I know this, that when you change your reaction in the, in the, whatever the, the problematic interaction is, it changes the way it goes between the two of you. So it a lot of times feels like we have no control over this, but we really do have some control in relationships because if we change the way we behave, it changes the whole interaction with our moms. So, you know, look at your part. What is your part? Is your part Christ-like? Are you putting down, you know, are you um, dealing with your anger in a way that is 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 right? Are you, you know, maybe saying you're angry but not yelling and screaming and name-calling and doing all the other things that maybe you did in the past? Or are you bringing up issues when they become a problem? And are you doing that in a, in a, in a nice way rather than, you know, an angry way when things are coming up? So it's not impossible to try to uh, be the best person you can be and then see what happens in that relationship. Now, I'm real aware that there are some mothers and some daughters who just don't want to go there. They, they, you know, they refuse over and over. But in those cases, I, I always tell whoever it is, I say, you know, drop her a note, text her a praying for you, love you, thinking about you today. I mean, love wears people down. If you're constantly showing the love of Christ to somebody, after a while, it just is disarming after a while. Um, and I know that, again, that's hard work to keep doing that when you're maybe not getting a lot in return. But it's honoring God. And, you know, it's interesting. There, there's a, in, the, in the Ten Commandments, it says, honor your mother and father. And it doesn't say, now, if they're good people, honor them. If they're not so great, don't worry about it. 
you know, let it go. It's, it says honor your mother and father. So even if they're not doing the things that you want them to do, we still have to find a way to be loving, respectful, and honor so that when we put our head on the pillow at night, we can say, well, I did the best I could today. And with God's help, I'm going to keep doing the best I can. I'm going to keep being the best daughter or I'm going to keep being the best mom and we'll see where it goes from there. I would just say don't give up because nothing is impossible with God. And continue to pray for that relationship. Continue to ask God to change hearts and to open up somebody who might be very closed and to, you know, help them to see that um, they want this relationship and they want things to go better. You know, like Mary Beth, I have also written several things down in this interview, specifically uh, only children um, argue about who gets to go first, (laughs) which I thought was just such a brilliant nugget and something that I'm going to be taking with me from this point forward. And then just as you were talking about uh, that last part about um, the commandments, you know, God knew you were going to have the struggle with your mother. He knew it. He's written all your days in the book. He's written all your mother's days in this book. And he uses everything for good. So I love that you encourage people not to give up because, um, you know, that's that's how you become a diamond and uh, let your light shine. So I I love everything you've shared. Um, uh, How can readers, how can our listeners get a hold of your book? Where can they go and find you on the Internet, Dr. Mindell? Well, you can you can just go to my website, like you said. If you don't remember, I put drlindahelps.com. It's also drlindamental.com, but people always misspell my last name. So I get called Dr. Mental a lot by <laughs> teenagers I work with. So um, you can just go to the website and click on books, and it'll take you right. It's there on Amazon and, you know, all the online websites that everybody orders books on. So you can find it that way. Um, you know, I'm a blogger, so I, I, I blog for BeliefNet, so I do a lot of relationship blogging. But I have a radio show. I'm the relationship doctor on um, Faith Radio. I have a, a show just by the title of my name. So I'm on all kinds of Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. Uh, Twitter, uh, Dr. Linda Helps is my Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I mean, I'm constantly just updating and, and writing things because I'm I'm really big on people working through their relationships. That's really my heart is to help us have strong families and strong relationships. And I think, you know, we're in a day and age where we really have got to focus on that because it's easy with technology to be kind of impersonal, not have to deal with each other face-to-face and to be distracted in our culture um, rather than work on the really important things, which are our relationships. In the end, what does everybody say when they're nearing the end of their life? It's the it's the people in my life who mattered. And it's the regret that we never did what we needed to do with those people. We never forgave and, and you know, moved on in our relationships in a healthy way. So I just think this is so important to try to work things out with your mother or daughter or any member of your family for that matter. Um, the principles in the book work actually for any relationship, but I just was focusing on mothers and daughters in this one just so we could, you know, really make those relationships strong. And I know that if you're a mom, if you're a mom, the the best thing, if you're a daughter um, or a mother, the best thing you can do, the gift you can give to your own daughter if you're a mom is to work it out with your mother. So when a daughter sees you having a great relationship with your mother, 
you're passing down a three a three generational legacy, and you're showing your daughter how it works and how to how to do it. And but trust me, daughters are watching you with your own moms. So this is again why it's so important. You're giving your daughter or your son a gift when you work out your relationship with your own mom. Oh, that's, that's so wonderful. And we encouraged uh, mothers to give themselves the gifts of this, of this, listening to this broadcast tonight. And it, you have given us so many gifts tonight, Dr. Linda. I just can't thank you enough. And thank you so much for coming on and spending time with our Road School Moms community and enlightening us, encouraging us to, um, if we are struggling with our moms, to make that priority, that relationship a priority and, and resolve that struggle. And then you gave us so many actionable tips to make that a reality. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you having me, and I just want you to know that my daughter said, we were all kind of sitting around uh, together, and my daughter said, go be on that show, Mom. Encourage some other moms to get where we are because it's just so important. So I loved it. She was like, go get on that radio show on Mother's Day and help some other moms, and that's kind of what we're all about, right, as part of the body of Christ. We want to encourage each other. We want to always say that we have hope in Christ that we can move forward, that nothing's impossible, that reconciliation is always in the plan, and never be surprised what God can do in even the most hopeless situations, because I've seen it over and over again, where you can have those kinds of healthy relationships in your life, where um, you're going to get tremendous meaning, and it's going to be wonderful. So thank you so much for having me tonight. And happy Mother's Day to all of you. And happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you so much for taking this time on your Mother's Day for us. We really appreciate it. All right. Again, thank you so much, Dr. Linda. Again, that's Dr. Linda Helps for all her um, books and her blog and where you can connect with all the resources that she has. What a wonderful what a wonderful radio show tonight, Mary Beth. I, you know, I put in the remarks this, this evening, you know, give yourself the gift of this radio show. Come be refreshed. And right now, you know, we started the show talking about Mother's Day and and maybe some of the trials of that day. And I can't tell you, I'm so happy to be here right now. I feel so refreshed. I feel so um, brand new. I feel really brand new right now. How about you, Mary Beth? I know. I, I really, and that's so funny. It's so funny you say that um, because that's really the, the word that I thought was renewed for me. Um, and even though so many of the things that she said are really so common sense, it's just the way that she put it and the way that she, you know, it's kind of like all the pieces kind of came together. And the one thing that I um, I really love at the end, it really ties it all together for me, is that, um, you know, the, the best gift you can give your daughter, right, is for her to see you with a good relationship with your mother or you know someone that with the mother figure in your life what a powerful message that sends and I I absolutely love that probably out of the whole interview that was my probably favorite point yeah I love that too I do love that too because I've seen it so many times Mary Beth so many times especially at rallies we all connect and we talk about, you know, what so what did your family think about you going full time? And how many times do you hear it? Well, I don't talk to my mom or my mom's crazy mm-hmm. and she's not never been supportive anyway. And and it it really started to make me wonder, is this a symptom of uh what a full time family goes through? I know that there are those markers. You you found that you've moved a lot, you found that you don't get the same um 
uh, feelings out of being rooted that other people do. It doesn't give you that same um, feeling of uh, security that other people have. I've seen this, you know, in the thousands of families that we met, but this mother thing really kept coming up. And that's what um, really led me to go find Dr. Linda to do this show tonight with us so that we could talk about it. Uh, I want to say that when I was looking at those posts about describe your mother in one word, it was heartbreaking to me to see how many women uh, do have such a such a hard time having a relationship with their mother. And when I went to go put my word down, I really struggled with it for a long time. And and what I did, what I decided to do at that moment is pray. And I said, God, show me what my mother looks like to you. That's what I want to see. And give me a greater understanding. And, you know, Dr. Laura talked about that when she talked about the um, panoramic image, you know, when you can get context. And um, it was uh, it was a paradigm shift what mm-hmm. what the Lord brought to my mind um, about my mother and um, uh, I was I was happy to have that opportunity to ask that question. Um, uh, we are going to come right back after this brief commercial and talk about the um, Mother's Day essays. I know that a lot of people who are tuned in are anxiously awaiting to find out who it is that won that Instant Pot. I promise you, it's coming real soon. Time for Learning is a fully customizable, fully scalable online homeschool curriculum. With features like automated reporting, adjustable grade levels, and award-winning service, Time for Learning helps customize a curriculum to meet your individual child's needs. From pre-K to 12th grade, you can give your children the tools to work independently, study confidently, and excel in the safety and comfort of their own home, even if it's on wheels. Instill a can-do attitude towards learning in your child. Time for Learning combines the technology kids love with the education they need to make learning fun. Visit timeforlearning.com today and enter promo code ROADSCHOOLER to begin your free trial. Okay, well, as I mentioned, this um, Mother's Day, I had the privilege to go through hundreds of Mother's Day essay contest submissions. Um, and it, as you know, every year it's nearly impossible to pick a winner. So I wanted to pick some honorable mentions out first before I uh, put the winner, uh, reveal who the winner was of the Instant Pot from our friends over there at instantpot.com. That is that wonder tool that all of us have in our kitchen that takes frozen meat and makes it dinner in about 35 minutes. It's such a great tool. I love it. And when I thought about what moms would want this year and what we could offer as a prize, I thought, moms love hugs, kisses, and Instant Pots. Let me go call them. <laughs> so, and as always, they were very supportive of our community and, and said absolutely they would uh, be the grand prize. So seven-year-old Ruby Jacobs says, about her mom, Dawn Jacob, um, they were, when asked, what time does your mom wake up in the morning? She says, she's always awake. <laughs> <laughs> Five-year-old Alessandra shares about her mom, Kat Hiley. I like best that she's my best friend. She loves me as big as the moon, and she always listens. That's so lovely. 14-year-old Josh Arnold shares about his mom, Bunny. Her favorite place to relax is the beach. That is why we are here so often. Lori Johnson's son Andrew says that he loves what he loves most about his mom is that she gives me money. (laughs) 
Well, you know what? Sometimes I love that most about my mom too, Andrew, so I get that. Um, the teen daughter, who is unnamed in her submission of the Farnsworth family, wrote very pointedly, my mother and I don't and I don't get along all the time, most likely because I'm a teenager that wants to be right, and she is a mother that normally is. <laughs> so well said. So well said. Yes. According to my, t- my own DJ, he says in his Mother's Day interview that I am eight years old and nine feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, I love that. I, <sighs> I hope I'm only like 10 pounds, too. That'd be perfect. Oh, my gosh. Um, As you know, if the tweens had to um, send in an acrostic poem, that is one of those poems, Mary Beth, that's made out of Mm M-O-T-H-E-R. So, um, Desia Curran says her mom, um, Erin, is M-Magical. Stephanie Church says her mom is O-Observant. I have never stolen a cookie. Austin James says his mom is T, terrific. Kendra says that her mom, Robin, is H, helps me to read. Elijah Sayers says his mom is E, epic. And for the for the win right here, Jake and Jesse Gebbia say their mom, Heather, is R, equals a rockin' mom. Way to go, Heather. I, I want to thank everyone who entered. Isn't that great? They both put that down. Yes. Everyone, it's, as I said, it's almost always impossible to pick a winner. In fact, you know, even if there's a clear winner, I'm, this is just not my forte. I get all excited about the contest, and then it comes time to pick the winner, and I go, oh, no, I don't want to have to do that. But the standout this year really did come from 16-year-old Daisy Jacobs, who wrote her poem called The Gardener. And she writes, The Gardener. My mom is like a gardener who pulls out nasty weeds, who takes the time to water us and adds the nutrients we need. Roses, daisies, cherry blossoms, she has planted many seeds, and she adds support to all our stems and does many more good deeds. I hope that we bloom big for her and that the love she has decreed. I wish to one day be this gardener and plant my own colorful seeds. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, my goodness. That is a tearjerker, right? That is beautiful. That's awesome. That I needs know. to so, be published in the next Road School Guide right there. <laughs> absolutely. You're so right. We're doing that right now. Um, yes. Uh, so congratulations, Don Jacobs. You are the winner of uh, the Instant Pot. And congratulations, Daisy, for winning it for your mother. And, uh, again, thank you so much to all the kiddos who submitted these beautiful, heartfelt um poems and interviews and descriptions of your mother it was such a treat and privilege and gift to me to be able to read them so thank you very much it was so wonderful yay i love mother's day when i love this part of mother's day (laughs) let's call it a good wind up that's funny so what's going on at road trip teacher this week mary beth Oh, my goodness. Well, three of my road schoolers are winding up their school year. They are, um, and this is, they're excited about that because this is their chance to um, rabbit trail, I guess that's the word we always use, right, um, to see, you know, what, what kind of things that are 
on the horizon for them for uh, their learning adventure. So those uh, those three road schoolers are going to be doing some research projects on a few of the new uh, products that we have coming out in our learning shop over at Road Trip Teacher. So be stay tuned for that because I really have no idea what that means. That means that um, you know whatever those three are going to be. Uh, deciding to research about, that's what our next study guides will be coming out. So I'm uh, on the edge of my seat to see where that all goes. Um, we've had so many requests for additional um, National Parks handwriting copywork guides that we are actually working on our second edition for that. So if you bought the first edition, you'll want to make sure that you are on our subscriber list over at roadtripteacher.com because that will entitle you to the free, so to the free updated download that will be coming out sometime by the end of May. So we are busy as bees over at Road Trip Teacher. That's awesome. I'm excited. I love checking out all your new offerings in the learning shop there at roadtripteacher.com. That's one of my favorite, my favorite places to shop on the web, if I do say so myself. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, as we mentioned in the top of the broadcast, tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Chris and I are hosting a free webinar on healthcare on the road, where we are going to be giving you all different opportunities and ideas to be um, taken care of, to take care of your health on the road. So if you are struggling with how to answer that healthcare question, this is part of our brand new How We Roll series, um, and it is all about um, the different aspects of um Life on the road. So the first one we're taking care of is healthcare on the road. So look for more of the How We Rolled series coming up, but join us for our first one tomorrow, uh, free healthcare on the road, 4 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So if you want more details on how to find the link to, do, to, to partake in that, then go to fulltimefamilies.com for that. Uh, upcoming shows we have, I'm really excited. Next week is college, yay or nay. Um, if you're thinking, hey, is it worth it for my road schooler to go to college? Well, we're going to be talking with expert and former podcaster um, uh, Jay Forty of Get Your Kids Ready for Life to talk about uh, college, whether it's uh, worth it to send your kids to college these days. You know, it's a totally new world, Mary Beth, so I'm really excited to hear what Jay has to say. Um, Me too. The 22nd. We're talking specifically about the middle school years with Felice Gerwitz, the owner of this network, so tune in for that. And then the 29th, you're going to hear all about FPEA. If you are going to FPEA, which is the Florida Homeschool Convention in Orlando, we want to see you. Come stop by. We'll be broadcasting live on Friday from the City Hall Lobby. Mary Beth and I are going to be hosting the show right from there, and uh, you can come meet the Road School Moms and uh, tell us uh, what works in your Road School or tell us what you're excited about for next year. Uh, come tell us anything. Tell us that you love the show, whatever, whatever you want to tell us. We want to come, <laughs> we want to hear it. So come on by to our uh, table at FPEA and um, tell us that uh, you're a listener. That'd be awesome. Yep, Kimberly mentions that uh, the FPEA um, is one of KT and I's uh, first appearances for our summer road trip. There are um, a couple other personal appearances that we have scheduled between now and towards the end of the fall, so you will want to keep up with those. And if we're going to be in an area where you are, we'd love to meet up with you. 
Um, we want to thank you for joining us uh, tonight on this show all about mothers on this very special Mother's Day. We hope you'll make yourself a priority and give yourself this one hour again next Sunday night and every Sunday night to recharge, renew, and reconnect with the Road School Mom community. Now, if I just want to give you a brief note, if you are listening to us over at iTunes, please remember to leave us a review. Katie and I, of course, love five stars. If it's less than that, that's okay. Just uh, send us an email to Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com or info at roadtripteacher.com and let us know how we can improve and better serve your road school mom's needs. Don't forget to send me an email after you've done that review and I'll send you the digital project of your choice from my learning shop over at roadtripteacher.com. We want to thank you again for joining us tonight. May you be a blessing and a light for your family, your neighbors, and all the people that you meet this week. May the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so that you may know the hope of God's calling, so that you may know the riches of his glory, of his inheritance, and so that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power towards you as you believe, according to the working of his mighty power. We hope you have an awe-inspiring week. Kimberly and I hope you'll come back and join us again next week, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Sunday night from wherever in the world you are right here on the Ultimate Radio Show Network. We want to give a special thanks and a special shout-out again to Time for Learning, our sponsors tonight. And we are here to talk all about encouragement for our other road school moms from across the miles for this coming week. Until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your road school moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.